A haunted house customer got scared and shot a performer. A baby born with two penises had one chopped off. And a Dracula celebration invites vampires from around the world to attempt a record. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I got three strange, kinky stories from around the world. Thanks for joining me. Come on. A haunted house customer got scared and shot a performer. A trip to a haunted house resulted in a bigger scare than anyone really planned when a patron of the Hollywood Wax Museum Haunted House in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, actually shot one of the employees of the Wax Museum. The police had to arrest Kiel Latrell Brown after speaking to some witnesses and watching video of the incident. This took place earlier this week, according to a Facebook post by the Myrtle Beach Police. Brown was with a group of people who were visiting the Haunted House and Wax Museum in Myrtle Beach. Uh, Brown got very scared by the victim, who was one of the performers. Well, they're supposed to scare you in these things. Is everybody aware when you go to the Haunted House, there's people jump out at you. Sometimes they, they reach out to try and touch you. It's, it can be scary. Sometimes they'll actually touch you from behind and you don't even, you don't even expect it. I've been frightened many times in some of those haunted mazes, I have to admit. But I like that experience. That's what I'm going for. I like to get high and go to the haunted maze. Please, scare the crap out of me. I want to feel like I'm in a horror movie. That's the experience I'm going for. Uh, I would never be surprised by one of these uh, scare performers. They call them scare performers. Did you know that? I know that because in Los Angeles, they put out casting notices for scare performers around... Halloween. Like, we're looking for some scare performers. Please don't have a criminal record. Okay, it's, a, it's fine if you have one felony. Um, here's a quote from the Facebook post of this wax museum. One person in the group fell to the ground, and during the scramble, a gun slid back and struck Brown in the foot. Police say Brown told investigators afterward that he thought at the, t- at the time that the gun was a prop part of the show when he grabbed it from the floor and fired it twice. The victim was struck once in the shoulder. Where did this where did this gun come from? Not from him. It just appeared. Uh, he picks it up and his first thought is, I'm gonna shoot one of these performers. <laughs> I'm gonna, the, just the gun appearing in the first place is pretty wild. But then in your mind to like I'm oh I'm gonna, I should pick this up and shoot the guy dressed as Freddy Krueger or whatever the hell. According to the media, Brown was named a suspect hours after the shooting and was arrested near Charleston. He was charged at the time with contributing to the delinquency of a minor for allegedly giving the gun to a minor after the incident. <laughs> That's what he's charged with? Not shooting some scare performer? It seems like this police department is a little mixed up. Yeah, In addition to delinquency of a minor for giving the gun to a minor after the incident, he shot somebody at a wax museum. Did we forget this? <laughs> he gives the gun to a kid. <laughs> Here, you take it. <laughs> Way to pass it off on your nephew. <laughs> well, this guy's a real POS, huh? I feel really bad for this scare performer because they don't pay you enough to get shot. You know, I've seen the rate that they give these scare performers. It's not very much. And of course, you would never expect to be shot working a place like this. They probably do sit you down in the beginning and give you a speech about the possibility of being punched by a customer. Because if you, if you jump out at people, eh, reflexes could take over. And, you, you know, 
Someone might swing at you. I can see that happening. Now, it would seem to me that the fallout of this is going to be that they're going to find it very difficult to find scare actors to work at this Halloween haunted museum slash wax museum, whatever it is, uh, in the fall. For sure. They're going to have to pass out bulletproof vests and guns just to compete. A baby born with two penises has one chopped off by the doctors. Can you guess which one? The large one or the small one? Welcome to Guess Which Penis Was Removed from the Baby That Was Born With Two. The large one or the small one? I'm your host, Jonesy. Oh, yes. A baby was born with two, count them, two peniles and had to have one removed. I guess because of medical reasons? Why can't you have two peniles for your whole life? I've heard stories of people having two penises into adulthood. The doctors chose to take one off, though. And uh, to the dismay of all of us, the doctor chose to take off the larger one. Let's find out why. It's not a very good deal for the baby. The child from Brazil was one of the rare infants born with a second appendage. And its removal was documented in a medical journal. The condition is called diphalia. Diphalia? Diphalia. I'm going to call it two penile syndrome because it's easier. Okay, the condition's called two penile syndrome, according to me in Weird AF News. I'm not a doctor. Disclaimer. <laughs> it's not really called that, but I'm calling it that. It's typically seen in one in a million babies, which is more than I thought. Doctors say only 100 men have been reported with the condition in medical literature. The first reported case of double penile syndrome appeared in medical literature in 1609. Wow. And I assume that person immediately joined the circus. <laughs> and in this tent, the man with two peniles, one large, one small. Come step right up. Watch our miracle boy. We out of two members. Okay. The report here detailed that the boy's two penises lay side by side. Okay, that's what you want when you're born with two penises, side by side. You don't want one on the front, one on the back, or one where it's supposed to be, and then one on your knee, or even worse, one on your elbow. Elbow penis, that's not going to get you anywhere in life. Some people with this condition have only an accessory penis or a stump. This boy had a complete penis. Wow, lucky for the boy. Boy was two years old when the doctors removed his second penis. Ah, it's a little late in the game to remove the second penis. You got to do it right away. Ah, you got to do it at a time when the boy doesn't even realize he has two penises. Now, I really want to know why the doctors removed the larger one. It says the doctors were planning to remove the smaller one at first, as both were visibly similar. But as the boy could only urinate from the smaller penis, they decided to remove the other one. Oh, I see. It was out of necessity. Well, couldn't you keep the larger one and then somehow, well, I don't know, if you took away the smaller one, wouldn't he just by default urinate out of, out of the larger one? I guess there's not enough history in the, in the medical journals for this situation. Oh, bad deal. Can't you like shift over the urine process to the larger one? There's got to be something you can do for this boy so that he can keep the big one. The world wants the larger one. Let's be, let's be real. The report here states, though, that the decision was ultimately made on functionality and not on size. The procedure was filmed and published alongside the journal report. I don't want to watch this film. After it was removed, the remaining skin was stitched together, and the operation appears to have been hailed as a big success. Or, in this boy's case, a small success. 
The report says he only has one rather than two erection chambers in the remaining penis, and it's unclear how it will function in the future. Only two erection chambers? I don't even, I don't even know what erection chambers were. It sounds like a place to be tortured if you don't like penises. Yeah, you're going to the erection chamber. No, I don't want to go to the erection chamber. I want to go to the flaccid dungeon. (laughs) Elsewhere in the world, doctors in Uzbekistan have detailed the case of a seven-year-old boy with two fully functioning penises. How about that? Wow, this kid's got it all. With urethras and erectile tissue in both. Oh, he's living the good life right there. Probably starring in some porn. Probably has like two wives. It is understood that men with duplicate penises can still have normal sex lives and children. Yeah, you should know that. Uh, anybody can have children, though. Really, it's you can you know, even if you don't have a penis, you can get a you can get a child. I've heard about it. But uh, let's be real. Uh, normal sex life with two penises? I don't know. I don't know about that. That that's anything but normal. It would seem to me. It's it's better than normal for everybody involved, probably. Now, according to the medical journals, there are other reasons why they would remove one of the penises. Uh, For one, having two penises tends to make you at a higher risk of kidney dysfunction and also a higher risk of spina bifida, which is a developmental condition that affects the spine. So chances are most people born with two penises won't be able to go into adulthood with the two penises and never get to explore the adventure that two penises could take you on, which I, I can imagine would be quite quite an adventure. I um, once met a man with a third nipple, and he seemed to be having a lot of fun in life. Vampires from around the world are invited to the Dracula celebration and an attempt at a world record. Hundreds of vampires have been invited to descend on North Yorkshire next month in a bid to set a new record. Ooh, what's the record? Drink the most human blood smoothies? Whitby Abbey staff hope to organize the world's largest gathering of people dressed as vampires to mark the 125 years since Dracula's first publication. Have you guys read Dracula by Bram Stoker? Are you up on your classic lit? I haven't read it, but I've read Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. That's something, right? I like to read. This abbey is very important. It actually is featured in Bram Stoker's gothic horror novel, uh, which was written in 1897. And in the novel, Dracula's very first victim is in Whitby. Now, there was a record before of the most vampires in attendance, and uh, it stands at 1,039 people that dressed as vampires when they gathered at Doswell in the USA in 2011. Doswell? Where the hell is that? Oh, looks like it's in Virginia. Well, they had 1,039 people. They're trying to break that here in Whitby. There's a person in the story named Mark Williamson from the Whitby Abbey who says that the challenge is going to take place on May 26, and it is an exciting one. As we look forward to welcoming would-be vampires to Whitby Abbey for a fun evening of entertainment. <laughs> Hopefully a successful new record as well. <laughs> yes. We want thousands of vampires to swoop in to fly in from all across the world. Bring your fangs. Bring your capes. Bring your your light makeup. <laughs> yes. Bats are welcome as well. We'll welcome bats from everywhere. 
Except for Wuhan. <laughs> no bats from Wuhan. <laughs> That's a COVID joke, guys. Now, this actually takes place every year at Whitby Abbey. Hundreds of Dracula fans usually descend on Whitby Abbey. Many visitors to the seaside town asking where Dracula's grave is located, forgetting that he is an actual fictional character. I can see the confusion. Uh, wasn't, the, is, wasn't it based on somebody who's an actual historical person named Vlad the Impaler? I thought uh, that's where Bram Stoker got his inspiration. He may be buried somewhere. Now, it says here, the house where Bram Stoker stayed and where much of the book was researched actually still stands, and a plaque marks his time there. Oh, that'd be very cool to visit such a place. And to be honest, it would be amazing to attend a Dracula celebration. I mean, imagine how fun that would be. I would have a blast. Oh, man, I should say, this is what I always say about the GoFundMe. You could send me to places like this. This would be fabulous. I would absolutely dress up like Dracula. Or maybe I'll pivot. I'll go as a werewolf, Yeah, show up as a werewolf. (laughs) No, guys, you you do your thing. I'm just trying to bring something else to the table here. Well, a quick werewolf festival search comes up with something fascinating. Have you ever heard of a Lupercalia festival? It's also known as Happy Horny Werewolf Day. (laughs) I think that's a tongue-in-cheek description. Well, it says here, the Feast of St. Valentine is a Christian corruption of this festival, Lupercalia, which is a Roman pagan festival. As part of a fertility rite, men would smear themselves with blood and dress up in animal skins and run around the city whipping young women with cords made of goat skin. What the hell? The festival was held between uh, February 13th to 15th to avert evil spirits and purify the city, releasing health and fertility. It says male goats or dogs were sacrificed, and uh, the chief priest would cut pieces of the skins from the sacrificial animals and then strike any woman who came near them with the animal skins. (laughs) A blow from the skin was supposed to render a woman fertile. Wow. How strange. I'm glad we moved on to Valentine's Day from this. This is very morbid. Well, we're learning here, guys. We're learning. I'm a big supporter of festivals, for sure, but not something like this. I like uh, the idea of a vampire festival. And if you guys happen to be living in the UK, you might want to consider going to vampire festival, whether you're usually dress up as a vampire for Halloween or not. This sounds like a good time to me. Know your enemy! Do you guys know Know Your Enemy by Rage Against the Machine? I think that was a perfect impression of the intro to Know Your Enemy. I'm very proud to say. I'm highly caffeinated. I just watched Rage Against the Machine's Woodstock 1999 set. The whole thing is on YouTube. It's tremendous. Why did I watch that? Because I just watched this crazy documentary about Woodstock 1999 on Hulu. If you get a chance, watch that. It's a total train wreck. It's very weird, and I mean, it's fascinating and out of control. Uh, how are you guys doing? Everybody cool? Okay, so it's Thursday. So tomorrow's Friday, Florida Friday. Please send me stories if you can. You can email them to funnyjones at gmail.com. Or you can go to weirdafnews.com and submit the link through the website there. Or you can DM me uh, at Funny Jones on Instagram, at Funny Jones on Twitter as well. Tag me in the story. That way I get the Florida weird news in time for tomorrow's recording. I also want to say I hope you all had a nice 420. I did. Spent the entire evening inside a dispensary. Uh, I don't even need to really 
taken much cannabis myself because the secondhand cannabis really was hitting me quite nice because I was in there for so many hours. Heg. <laughs> That's how you get high for free. Just go hang out inside a dispensary on 420. <laughs> good times, good times. Uh, anyways, uh, what else did I want to say? Okay, we did that. We got a Florida tomorrow. Okay, happy 420 did that. Uh, I got some phone calls. I'm going to publish them tomorrow because uh, I didn't get that many. So we'll publish them all tomorrow at the end of the Florida episode. So just drop your phone calls if you got something to say. 646-450-2012. And lastly, if you'd like to support the show, lead me into the weekend by joining the Patreon. I'd appreciate that very much. Go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews or go to the website, weirdafnews.com. The official website of Weird AF News, paid for by the Patreon. All right, y'all. See you tomorrow for Florida Friday.